I honored a group of trailblazing artists with national medals of arts and humanities. The group included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and 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 Joan Shingang. I'm going to Shanga Koala. I think I pronounced it correctly. She can call me Joe Bidden. Yeah, I, I don't think that'll make up for it, but I guess she can call you Joe Bidden. What is she, a koala? Is that what he said? Some kind of Shin Bin Koala? Is that what Joe Biden said yesterday? I'd like to feel sorry for him, you know. If he were the starter at the golf course, I would. But instead, he's the leader of the free world. Can I say the titular leader of the free world? Is that is it halal to say that here? Bad to the bone. Well, happy Tuesday unto you and uh, and welcome. We remain at 888-630-9625. Joe Biden remains a, a dunderhead. I honestly, I, you know, yesterday I was, well, last night I, I was, uh, I did my uh, Newsmax show. Day one, day one of uh, the Newsmax show, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, seen nationally and uh, globally on uh, Newsmax. Newsmax, which is growing and thriving, unlike uh, other organizations that, you know, might be dying in some form of autoerotic asphyxiation, uh, but I don't really want to single them out for. Uh, and uh, last night, we uh, used a bit of video of uh, Joe Biden, you know, riding his bicycle with the helmet on. And, and when the bicycle stopped, he forgot to put his foot down or which foot to put down, and he fell over like a log. Uh, and, you know, it's on some level, it's kind of funny. On another level, it's sort of tragic, of course. I'm glad he didn't break a hip or something like that. But when I watched that video, it did remind me of uh, a kid in the neighborhood when I was growing up. A kid, his name was Ricky. Ricky, uh, Ricky had a three-wheeled bicycle, you know, when he was, uh, was kind of grown up. He was almost a teenager, and he still had a three-wheeled bicycle. And he had to wear a hockey helmet. He had to wear a hockey helmet everywhere he went. It was before bicycle helmets because people didn't ride bicycles. You know, they'd wear a helmet to ride a bicycle. What are you, evil Knievel? And uh, so he, uh, Ricky wore a hockey helmet everywhere he went. And I'm thinking that if Joe Biden is reelected to another four years as president, and I'm signing the cross right now, um, uh, presumably he will not be, uh, especially with his poll numbers now. I think he might have to wear a hockey helmet every day. Uh, Joe Biden, the first president to have to wear a hockey helmet every day at the White House and on Air Force One, holding press conferences with foreign leaders. He's wearing a hockey helmet in case he falls over like he did that day on his bicycle. It's, uh, again, on some level it's sad and tragic. And uh, then on another level you really have to laugh because what are you going to do? That's, uh, that's our president. And the Democrats and the media, they elected him. They got him elected. And, uh, and more votes than anybody in the history of the country. Isn't that amazing? Never left his basement. The media ran the campaign. They really can get a, a can of soup elected. And then they got that guy with the carbuncle on his head, uh, you know, Fetterman at the, from the Adams family. They got him elected to the Senate. He was running against a, a heart surgeon and professor of heart surgery who's a television star that looks like he could, you know, uh, be in TV commercials. And Oprah used to love him. And, uh, and the guy with the Adams family carbuncle, he, uh, he won a Senate seat instead. And you see him, he shows up like uh, a guy lurking around the schoolyard. He looks like, 
He's got basketball shorts and gym shoes and uh, a hoodie. He's got that hoodie. We know why he wears the hoodie. But, you know, the news media really, they could get a pit viper elected to, uh, to Congress if they wanted to uh, over a, 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 a thoracic surgeon. Isn't that amazing? Who's a TV star. Not like he's not well-spoken or something. Uh, it's pretty amazing. That's, uh, that's what the media can do for you if you're a Democrat. And Joe Biden, they're telling us Joe Biden is doing great. You saw his poll numbers. We were talking about him yesterday. Turns out his new low poll number, it's the lowest of his presidency, and the Democrats, and that means the media, are in a panic. They're in a panic. This time it's not about their gender. It's about their party. And uh, they are concerned. It's, it's the lowest approval rating at this point in anyone's presidency since Harry Truman. Harry Truman. That's probably not good if you're a Democrat, um, but we'll uh, we'll get into uh, we'll get into a little bit of that because you're crazy crazy Democrats, aren't they? Aren't they nuts? There's a meeting at the White House today over the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling. We've got a national debt of thirty one point seven two two trillion dollars. That's trillion trillion dollars. It had, we started paying it off at one dollar a second. Right now, it would take us about nine hundred thousand years to pay it off. That's that's no kidding. About 900,000, you know, Jesus Christ roamed the earth uh, about 2,000 years ago. It would take us uh, that plus 898,000 years uh, to pay it off. Isn't that amazing? And the Republicans, they've offered to increase the national debt and the debt ceiling, we call it a ceiling, by uh, $1.5 trillion, $1.5 trillion. And the Democrats say, oh, no, 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 that's not nearly enough we got to bankrupt this place faster than that. This goes to the Cloward and Piven strategy. If you're not familiar with that, a couple of radical extremist left-wing college professors who came up with a plan long ago to bankrupt capitalism on the planet Earth by bankrupting the United States and destroying our economy completely. The Democrats are carrying out, they're executing that plan. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff. But there's a meeting at the White House today, and Kevin McCarthy's going to go there and try to express himself uh, clearly and articulately. And we'll see what happens. And Joe Biden, Joe Biden is going to be there, too. He's going to try to express himself clearly and articulately. And maybe Kamala Harris will be there uh, as well. And she will also attempt to express herself clearly and articulately. We are really in a tough spot, aren't we? And, and you know why? Because politics is such an awful business that nobody in their right mind wants the job. Nobody wants to be president. Who wants to be president? Uh, would you, if they made you president today... I'd take, uh, I'd take Air Force One on a trip around the world, and then I'd say, you know, I'd kind of stretch out, look at my watch, and say, I, I, don't, think, I don't think this is the right thing. Uh, and uh, I'd, you know, get a, a few oceanfront multimillion-dollar estates like Barack Obama after getting my Netflix deal or whatever. Yeah, urgency in debt ceiling meeting is the headline lead story Washington Post today. Biden set to host McCarthy, comma, leaders. Wall Street braces as potential default looms. Um, that's only if the uh, Democrats and Joe Biden don't negotiate. And we got uh, cringe, cringe on Pierre is insisting yesterday that they're not, and day before that they're not, or Friday rather, that they're not going to negotiate, that they're not going to negotiate with the Republicans at all because they know they've got the media. The media is in the tank for them, so they can, honestly, they could impale babies on the White House fence all day long, and the media would say that they were reaffirming a woman's right to choose. 
little medieval little medieval <laughs> medieval thing going on there. So they uh, yeah the big meeting at the White House and the and the media demands that we increase the debt ceiling by more than 1.5 trillion dollars. You know a trillion dollars here, a trillion dollars there, and pretty soon we're talking about real money. It's an amazing time to be alive. Uh, also, the uh, I told you yesterday that the Washington Post had a front page story on the Hispanic gentleman that murdered people at a mall in Texas. Now, the day before yesterday, they uh, they had it on page 32. Then they decided they're going to call the Hispanic gentleman a white supremacist. And then it's on the front page for two days because racial division is what it's all about with the Democrat Party and the Washington Post, God knows, is the Democrat Party in print. Uh, so they've got this, you know, uh, Maurizio Garcia, 33 years old, who murdered eight people and, and wounded more in a horrible massacre. And they're saying that Maurizio Garcia is a white supremacist, racist, neo-Nazi. The Nazis were a socialist workers party, just uh, to be clear. Um, and uh, it's a pretty, uh, pretty amazing story. But now that they're uh, uh, identifying him as a white supremacist, now it's front page news. When they learned that it was just some Hispanic guy, it was page 32 news. And then they said, wait a minute, he had this weird patch on his vest, right wing death squad, RWDS, and uh, a patch. And he's up sewing, he's, uh, he's a stretch and sew teacher as well. Amazing stuff. So Maurizio Garcia. Uh, what a country, America. We got, you know, the white supremacist movement. Their ranks were thinning. So they say, you know, we're going to have to start taking minorities into the white supremacist. But they're not white. Well, we need uh, people to pay dues. You know, we got to have people bring stuff to the to the clan bake, you know, uh, honestly. So uh, Maurizio Garcia, white supremacist. What a country. Of course, you know, they, they attack um, African-American Republicans and conservatives all over the place and say that they're like racists in blackface, not not that they're the racists peddling the racial division or, or any of that stuff, but but we got that going. Um, so we have uh, we have that. Uh, also, the Washington Post front page story, self-aggrandizing front page story: three Pulitzer prizes honor Washington Post work. That's the the headline. Subheadline is abortion reporting. I'm just going to stop there because that's. Uh, and the abortion, a Pulitzer Prize for abortion reporting. Because, you know, the extermination of 40% of the black population on an ongoing basis must continue. And they give out awards for it. They Maybe the Washington Post will get the Margaret Sanger Award this year, too, which Hillary Clinton received once, and Hanoi Jane Fonda won. Remember her? She said that COVID is God's gift to the left. That's what uh, Hanoi Jane said. She's a Democrat in perfectly good standing. And on The View... She said her solution for people with whom she disagrees is murder. It's not marching and, and protesting. What else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? Murder. Murder. And they all giggled. <laughs> murder. Murder them all. Oh, instead of, yeah, if you're pro-life, you should be murdered. That's on The View, and that's all good fun on ABC. You know. Uh, keep in mind that... Uh, um, Benito Mussolini, Il Duce, uh, described fascism as the merger of state and corporate power. He was talking about the modern news media, of course, and what we have today is a merger between the Democrat Party and uh, the overwhelming majority 
of uh, American news media. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. So we got uh, that going for us. And uh, Joe Biden, boy, he is, uh, he's not the brightest guy in the world. Uh, so he's, he, gives us, he gives us hours of mirth and merriment every day, doesn't Joan, he? Joan, Shingang, Shanga Koala. Shanga Koala. Shin Bang Shanga Koala. And what was her first name? Joan? Shin Bang Shala Koala? Shamala Ramalama Ding Dong? That's, uh, that's our president of the United States. And the media sees that and they say, that was good. He did real good. Right. And they get a Starbucks, they cheat on their spouses and their taxes and their expense reports. And uh, they, then they go on television and they lie to people or they, or they type something up that is misrepresentative of the truth. Oh, also, did you see yesterday there was a, an event at the White House, the White House complex uh, next door to the big White House with the columns in the Eisenhower Executive Office building, as, as it is now known, and Joe Biden holding an event there. And uh, the New York Post wanted to send a reporter and uh, they disallowed the New York Post because they're fascists. You see, that's the thing about them. Uh, and mm, 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 the New York Post reporter told, no, we have no room for you. And then you look at the room and there were empty seats galore. You could have brought in like a classroom on a field trip to fill the seats. But they told the New York Post, Post that they couldn't have a reporter in there because they've reported uh, true stories about the Biden family that are negative. And in 2023, it's okay to exclude reporters like your Benito Mussolini, like your Manuel Noriega. You just don't allow the reporters in that might ask questions that you don't like. See what I'm saying? Now, James Rosen of Newsmax and Peter Ducey at Fox News. And uh, that's all That's all I get. And they just uh, blow them off and... And the rest of the news media doesn't speak up. The White House Correspondents Association said, hey, why aren't you allowing these people in that have been uh, writing stories of you that, uh, about you that you don't like? And uh, they said, because we're fascists. And the White House Correspondents Association said, oh, okay, well, that's all right. Where's my seat? You know, I'm paraphrasing the conversation, but that's, that's more or less it. Yeah. Crickets from corporate media. See corporate media. Again, see Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism, the merger of state and corporate power. And uh, the information oligarchs are key to the Democrat Party's success. Uh, uh, uh. And uh, Ganga Langa, um, <laughs> Koala, whatever her name is, that's okay too. It's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Yes, sir. We've got uh, stories out of communist China. And San Francisco continues to implode. Recycling plastic might be worse than not recycling plastic for the environment. And we are at 888-630-9625. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Joe Biden, lunch bucket Joe. Fallen over Joe. Falling up the steps, Joe. He falls up the steps. Not just once, either. And, uh, you know, Cringe was asked about that, and she said it's uh, uh, very windy, very windy (laughs) uh, going up those steps to an airplane. There's a lot of wind, and uh, he's not very stable, so the wind blows him over. Mm, 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 mm. All right, let's go to the uh, telephones, Michael. We remain at 888-630-9625. And we got a lot of Democrat crazy. And we got Hillary Clinton for you today, too. Hillary spoke. Mm, mm, mm. Boy, I just, every time I think of Hillary Clinton, I just, I want to thank Donald Trump again for winning the election that, that, you remember, she couldn't lose. She had a 97% likelihood of winning the election, according to all media, something like that. And then she lost, and it was whatever time, 1.30 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. It was one of the, just one of the great moments. I've had a lot of great moments at 1.30 in the morning, and that, but that one was right up there. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Daniel calling from Washington, D.C. On hell, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, good morning. I mean, thank God for you guys and your station. I was listening to one of the other local stations last night while I was going to bed, and uh, they brought up the polls between Trump and uh, Biden. Biden was like 38 percent. Trump had 44 percent. And then the announcer said something along the lines of, but people are more worried about Biden's cognitive health. Rather, Trump and all of his issues with his part in the January 6th insurrection, all all the lawsuits from all the sexual harassment from women and his mishandling of top secret documents, which, by the way, were protected by the Secret Service, but mentioned nothing about Joe and his uh, mishandling of top secret documents, ones that he shouldn't even have had in his possession, but they were guarded by his Corvette and his garage. They were. And what did you conclude, uh, Daniel, when you were listening to that other radio station? What do you conclude about that radio station? Well, the only thing they're really good for is traffic and weather, and that's about it. Because everything else that comes out of their mouth is just, is just you know, nonsense. Well, this yeah, station does traffic and weather, out, too. Call the other. I think this station in Washington, WMAL, does traffic and weather before them, as a matter of fact. And... And uh, our traffic and weather is truthful. I think they lie about the traffic and weather, too. You know, the weather for them is a political issue. I think maybe, uh, maybe Joe Biden yesterday was turning into Bill Murray in uh, Caddyshack without knowing it. Joan, Shingang, Shanga, Koala. And then the Lama said, There will be no tip. 
But on your deathbed, you'll experience total consciousness. Maybe that's what Joe Biden was trying to say at the White House yesterday. Was that the event that they didn't allow the New York Post into because they might ask questions? Koala. Uh, uh, not even close there, Joe, but it's okay. He's not a racist because he's a Democrat, and God knows the party of Jefferson Davis and Nathan Bedford Forrest and Jim Crow could never be racist. Of course, he was a, you know, a segregationist and didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle. I think I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong again. He's wrong a lot, though. Oh, boy. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, uh, Democrats, as we know, Democrats have a lot of gender identity issues, don't they? A lot of them. And they, uh, we were talking about it yesterday. I was down at Newsmax talking about the, the high school teacher in Texas that admonished the students in her high school classroom for calling a child molester a child molester and referring to the child molester as a pedophile or pedophile, if you prefer. And, uh, she uh, tried to shut them down, the free speech thing, you know, and uh, said, you can't, we don't call child molesters child molesters anymore because the Democrat Party is pro-pedophile now, and they're mainstreaming child sexual abuse. That's part of their thing. We're not going to call them that. We're going to call them maps. No. Minor attracted persons. No. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. That's right. They're minor attracted persons, not even people, but persons. And uh, don't, don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. I think regardless, she lost her job, by the way. It was Texas. Uh, probably got a job in California, though. But you know that California, this is a crazy stat. Uh, and uh, again, more news out of San Francisco, the dying city, thanks to the Democrats. Do you know that California has half of the homeless people in the United States of America. The whole country, it's a big country. We have, uh, in case there are Democrats, we have 50 states, and California is only one of them, and the District of Columbia, where I live, which is not a state at all, and that's a good thing. And California has a full half of the homeless people, and what are they doing about it? And of course, if I were homeless, I might move to California too. Look at all the things you can do in the street in San Francisco. You know, if you made a TV show today called The Streets of San Francisco, it would be a very different show than the old TV show, The Streets of San Francisco, wouldn't it? Speaking of which, um, here's the story that the Washington Post, the New York Times are not coming. Trans woman. Trans woman, that means man, right? Man, listen to the headline. It's a great headline. Trans woman is cleared of flashing her penis at three women using Ohio YMCA after judge ruled that she's too fat for her genitals to be visible. Now, see, this is what the Democrats have done 10 years ago. This would have been unthinkable, but the headline refers to her penis, right? And uh, ruled that she's too fat for her genitals, meaning her penis, to be visible. That's right. Darren Glines, who now goes by Rachel, Rachel Glines, was found not guilty of three counts of indecent exposure. The 31-year-old's lawyer claimed that her gut was too large for her penis to be exposed. This is what Democrats have done. They've erased gender and women in particular. Men can be women. Um, 
at the drop of a hat. But we've got an update on that, too, because uh, another biological man won another trophy that was intended for women in another athletic contest. And uh, the Democrat Party once again comes down on the side of, guess what? One of the complainants at the YMCA stated that there were three juveniles present during the incident in Xenia, Ohio. A judge ruled that a transgender woman, woman with a penis, could not have indecently exposed her penis in a YMCA female changing room after agreeing with her that she's too fat for it to be visible. I, uh... <laughs> you know, that's... Uh... That's your Democrat party right in a nutshell right there. That's a... What about this person that isn't a lady? Well, his penis. <laughs> Her penis, you <laughs> bigot. Isn't that amazing? So this is, the Democrats have made this normal, right? Michael Piercy saw the story uh, on the internet today, and he went to search for it. And, and he searched for trans, he typed in trans, and then fat, and as you can imagine, a bunch of dietary recommendations came up <laughs> about not eating trans fats and, you know, McDonald's French fries and things like that. And he's like, no, 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 the other one. <laughs> not this trans fat, the other, the other one got a different one altogether. And this reminded, of course, uh, us of the story from, from March, not so long ago in New York City. The New York Post had the story. Trans woman, see, here we go again left sobbing in JFK airport after TSA agent hit her testicles. Now, so I just uh, uh, Democrats uh, claim to be the party of science, right? They're the party of science. The, uh, the thing is, if you have a penis and testicles, I don't mean to be indelicate, you are in all probability a, a man. Uh, you may not be a very good man. You might not be good at it. Um, and that's the thing. I think that, you know, you went to school and had these... Uh, you know, these uh, people like, you know, Tommy Fisher, who maybe not very good at being a boy, very didn't grow up to be very good at being a man. But that doesn't mean that you're a woman. That just means that you're a man who's not very good at it. See? So you can't run faster. You can't jump higher. Um, you, can't, uh, you can't do a lot of things. And maybe the girls don't like you, but that's, you know, that doesn't mean that you're a lady. That's the thing. Now we have uh, we have audio of a nice lady who is a bicycle racer. She is a she is a three-time Olympic bike bicycle racer, and she is a she's a woman, and uh, identifiably so. Her name is Inga Thompson. Inga Thompson is the uh, is the woman, and she is uh, she's uh, great at what she does, right? And the, there's, there a transgender, there's a transgender category in our story sheet today because the Democrats got out of bed yesterday. So that's the, that's the thing. So uh, this former U.S. Olympian, three-time Olympian, who seems like a perfectly nice woman and a serious uh, person and a serious athlete, uh, Inga Thompson, and she is asking women who are uh, bicycle racers, cyclists, to start taking a knee you know, a la uh, doofus McDoofus face from the NFL who ruined everything for everyone. Start taking a knee. Former U.S. Olympian calls for protest against UCI's trans cyclist policy. 
Now, UCI, is that like a urinary cyclist infection? Is that what that is? Because <laughs> I think um, it's a UTI, it's a urinary tract infection reference. I know a lot of stuff. Start taking a knee, she says. Former U.S. Olympian calls for protests against UCI's trans cyclist policy. A former three-time U.S. Olympian is calling on cyclists to take a knee at the starting line of, uh, to, of bicycle races to protest the world cycling governing body's decision to allow trans, meaning biological men, cyclists to compete in the female category. Inga Thompson, the road cyclist for Team USA, took to Twitter on Sunday after a week filled with controversy following trans cyclist Austin Killips. It's like Phillips, but it's Killips. Killips, quote, victory, end quote, in the Tour of the Gila. Tour of the Gila. It's a bicycle race overall category against female riders last week. Right? And uh, she said it's time for women cyclists to start protesting UCI cycling policy. Thompson tweeted on her Twitter. And uh, would that have been banned? Um, would that have been banned under the leftists uh, who don't believe in free speech? And they've got, uh, again, it's the merger of political and, and corporate entities, just as Benito Mussolini described. Start taking a knee at the starting line. Team managers need to speak up and protect their riders. Hold signs at every race. Quote, save women's sports. It should be save our sports. Then it's SOS, you know, like that. So here is the, uh, the woman cyclist, uh, Inga Thompson, uh, saying, you know, it's about... Time again, we've had biological men uh, take home the women's trophies and golf tournament in Australia, weightlifting tournament. Uh, that that's a real hard one uh, to figure out. Uh, this is not the first bicycle race. The track and field, the uh, uh, you know, it goes on and on. Um, what other sports? There, oh, sw- yeah, swimming, of course, <laughs> of course, and uh, they're all over the place. Uh, female American Team USA Olympic cyclists. Inga Thompson. We've uh, assembled a group of many, many Olympians, many supporters, and most of the you know staff, everybody that works in cy- uh, cycling has been actively silenced, asked to be quiet, shamed, and not given a voice. And cycling media has really effectively shut down all dialogue about this. And so many of us on the outside are trying to be this voice to give the women confidence to step forward without the fear of losing their sponsorship. And this is why we're asking the owners of the team to step up, to fans to come, and to have an active support of these women so that they can, so that we can have equality in women's sports. Now, did you hear all the words in there, the the buzzwords, fear, uh, all dialogue has been shut down, silenced, shamed, the cycling media, they have cycling media, as it turns out. And their media, so it, it doesn't matter what the uh, realm is. It can be swimming media, and they shut down dialogue. They silence people. They shame people uh, until they are living in fear because this is the left. And uh, in the United States of America, we're living through sort of a reign of terror because the left is completely insane, and they have secured information dominance and cultural dominance in the United States of America. And they're erasing women from from everything. All the best women are men these days, according to the Democrat Party. And they go home with all the trophies. 
Can you imagine what a loser you'd have to be to be a biological male and show up at uh, women's athletic events and go home with the trophies with a smile on your face? Not raised to be a gentleman, I guess. Remember the idea of gentlemanliness? Gentlemanliness is a, a very important uh, cultural standard, a cultural norm, and the Democrat Party has burned that to the ground and uh, looted the stores around it. Here's Inga Thompson. Over the last two years, we have over 17 peer-reviewed studies that show that this is not fair to the women. Now, that made me laugh out loud when I heard her say that. Over the last few years, we've had over 17 peer-reviewed studies that show that it's not fair to the women. This is not science. This is politics. And it's a demented kind of anti-science politics, too. We have to have 17 peer-reviewed studies to learn what everybody's known for thousands of years. Why? Well, the correct answer is because of the Democratic Party. That's why. Here are, and then you know what they do with these 17 peer-reviewed studies? They burn them like they're police cars. Oh, yeah, more violence in New York yesterday because the homeless, mentally ill, drug-addicted Michael Jackson impersonator. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, gosh, uh, Inga, what should people do about it? We're now asking for everybody to protest for the protection of women. At uh, the protection of women. Remember when, uh, as a culture, we protected? Remember, uh, honestly, Title IX and protecting women's sports, and, and, uh, and it's about fairness. Uh, that used to be an American value. It still is an American value, it, but it is not a value of the left, and the Democrat Party is the left. Make no mistake, they're not liberals. They're the left. Uh, here's uh, Inga Thompson talking about, well, I guess, you know, she's, what the, we've got a Supreme Court justice that if you ask her what's a woman, she doesn't know because she's not a biologist. She's not a scientist. Well, it's kind of interesting. The science has been there for years, and it's been actively ignored because they would rather have inclusion than fairness for the women. Inclusion rather than fairness, that these are buzzwords. Inclusion versus fairness for women. I, uh, I'm kind of an old-fashioned uh, gentleman. I open doors for women. I, uh, I defer to women in a, a variety of, you know, getting on elevators and uh, things because I'm polite and I'm a gentleman. Uh, these people have blown up politeness. And the very concept of being a gentleman has been destroyed by, by who? By uh, an organization called the Democratic Party. Remember feminism? Bring back feminism. And stop groping women all over the place. Speaking of which, Tara Reid sexually assaulted by Joe Biden when she was on his Senate staff, so to speak, will be testifying on Capitol Hill soon. Not that the Democrats are uh, inviting her up there, but the Republicans are. Remember Pound Me Too? That was all a big lie. Now, there's a little, um, you know I don't like to talk about myself and because I'm so modest and humble particularly given how amazing I am. But uh, news, news, I started my uh, television show on uh, Newsmax last night at 9 p.m. Eastern, and I 
Hope you can tune in. We're, you know, last night was night one. We're, uh, we're, uh, we're going to get better and better every day. And, uh, and now my friend Maria Leaf at the Washington Examiner has some, some breaking news here. From the Washington Examiner, the headline is, Chris Plant wins conservative Pulitzer. Chris Plant wins conservative Pulitzer after debuting on Newsmax. Not actually uh, related, but I like the uh, putting the uh, two pieces together. And uh, Paul Bedard uh, writing it up the uh, Washington Secrets column. My friend Maria Leaf, the Washington Examiner, sent it to me. Chris Plant wins conservative Pulitzer after debuting on Newsmax. It's been a pretty good week so far for radio host Chris Plant. Not only did he launch his new Newsmax show, The Right Squad, Monday night, but today he also won the so-called conservative Pulitzer for his brash takedowns of liberals on his nationally syndicated radio show based out of Washington's WMAL. He joins several others from right-leaning outfits in winning the Media Research Center's second annual Bulldog Awards. And uh, the list was provided to the Washington Examiner Secrets today, a day after the Pulitzers were awarded, mostly to left-leaning outlets, including the New York Times and the Washington Post. It is on the front page of the Washington Post there. Media Research Center founder and president Brent Bozell III said the Bulldog Award winners are trusted truth-tellers unlike left-wing operatives uh, who win Pulitzers. These are courageous individuals dedicated to informing Americans about stories the leftist media ignore. Congratulations to all, said Brent Bozell, and Brent Bozell is a great American and a great uh, fan, and, and uh, I'm a great fan of his, rather, and, and the Media Research Center is, uh, is a great organization. MRC.org and Newsbusters, a uh, wonderful organization. Great stuff. <clears throat> yes, sir. And uh, last year, last year, the winner of the uh, for a radio talk show host was uh, the great one, was Mark Levin. So I've got to say, I feel like I'm in pretty good company here. Pretty good company, indeed. And I've got more on that coming up, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.